The following is rated S for spoilers. Going to autopilot. You can't then deduct it if it's an off. Good. Good. They don't know you and I are in this universe yet. So hopefully I'll have some time to explain. I'm not your husband. And he's not the one you know. I'm another version of him from another life path, another universe. I'm here because we need your help. Very busy today. Uh, whole time to help you. Hello and welcome to the Popcorn Hangover. My name is Alex. My name is Graham. Today we're going to be discussing everything, everywhere, all at once. What a crazy movie. And we're going to be discussing how the fact that we got this movie is kind of surprising because it's so inaccessible and uh, there's a lot of risks in it. And I feel like we're not going to get many movies like this. No. Uh, Graham, how are you doing this week? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. How are you? Not not too bad. Good. I can't complain. Good. Uh, my brain's a little uh, all over the place after Dude, seeing this. Dude, I'm gone. <laughs> I'm gone. The, so we had to drive like half an hour to go to find a theater showing it. And uh, the entire way back, you were just like, I, we didn't even talk about the movie really. He was like, Graham was just I, saying I would, like, like, sit there and like, oh my gosh, nothing. What just, did what I, the, like, what just happened? What, what I, I <laughs> just, nothing was coming no out. I could, I'm still in that. Like it was dude, they were dude. It, it was, it's a lot. It, 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 I mean, they, it was everything, it was every, every, everywhere, all at once. <laughs> the title, the title was very fitting. The ti- that is, yeah, yeah. So uh, it had an initial release date of March thirtieth, twenty twenty two. Directed by Daniel Kwan and Daniel uh, Schweinart, which they go by the name Daniels, nice. uh, which is kind that's of kind of dope. Yeah, yeah, that's smart. I, I mean, yeah, I feel like you got to take advantage of something like that. Yeah. Uh, the starring uh, Michelle Yeoh, uh, Stephanie Su, uh, Kiwa. I'm going to mispronounce his name. Uh, and every interview I've seen, they just call him Key. So I'm going to call cool. him Key. Uh, fun fact about him: he this is his first role in almost three decades. Uh, really, and we'll talk about it a little bit later. But he played a uh, short stack in uh, Indiana Jones: Temple of Doom, and he was also in the Goonies. And that that's it. And also wow. has uh, Jamie Lee Curtis as Deirdre. Um, Dude, yeah, yeah. So, uh, w- what were your thoughts on this movie? Like, it, this is gonna be hard to like have oh any sort gosh, of like format or stay on track because this whole movie is just all over the place. But like what, what were your overall opinions? It dude. Yeah, no, it was <laughs> one. Honestly, it was fun. It was just fun. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like anyone could truly go probably not anyone. Cause there were some jokes and themes that probably wouldn't be handled, handled well by some people. Yes. Yeah, but it was <laughs> no, it was it was good. It was really really good. Completely like original. Mm-hmm. Didn't feel. I mean, it was just yeah, like I mean like you said this is something I I wish everyone would get a chance to watch, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be and man, yeah. it was I it was good. Yeah. I just don't even know what to say. It was just <laughs> dude. Yeah, so this was my second time seeing it and uh I will say it was much better seeing it like with the crowd. First time I saw it was like a yeah. Thursday like afternoon at like two o'clock yeah so it was me and just a couple old people um and like there were definitely some laughs and things but like right. i i knew what was coming i knew all the punchlines, and i was still like crying from laughing so hard like it Dude. was the whole movie was just as soon as you think this can't get any crazier somehow it finds a way to top itself like just throughout the entire thing like it's it just keeps going further and further and further yeah. like there and was there, there are points where you think like you think you know what they're going to do next and dude are you wrong like you <laughs> i mean it was there were some like little subtle things too and i was like oh like i bet he's going to do that it's like that that just literally makes sense like what else would you do no dude complete opposite like uh-huh and like and it man. makes like what they did like makes sense like it, yeah it's not like it's incorrect by any means it's just mhm <laughs> i think like one of yeah. one of the most impressive parts about this movie i mean is like I mean, there are a lot of very impressive things that they did. Um, but, like, the multiverse is a pretty, can be a pretty complex topic. Yeah. Especially, like, in the sense that it's not just that they were jumping from universe to universe, but they were, like, accessing the like powers and emotions and memories. borrowing, right. Right, like, they took it, they made the multiverse like as complicated one, as yeah. they could, yet they explained, explained it, so, it well. so beautifully and elegantly, I wasn't lost and the only times like I was confused, I didn't know what's going on, mm-hmm. was because I wasn't supposed to. Right. And they were like, it, they would reveal the 
it would make the sense to back and then right. yeah and then they would reveal like what was going on like it was just the script by daniels was just Dude. brilliant and the thing that's crazy about it um as i was looking you know i was doing some research on these directors because i'd never heard of them before mm-hmm. they've only done one other feature film um and that was 2016's uh, swiss army man did you see that he, did that no, that wasn't the one with dana record it, it, it is the one with dana yeah, he's like a yeah. dead guy yeah he's a dead I, guy yeah, I thought that was a plot. I haven't seen it. Oh, I just thought it... I didn't know if he was dead or not. I remember, like, seeing a trailer, and it was just, like... Like, imagine a Swiss Army knife, where you have, like, all your little multi-tools. That was just him, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've, I'm like, pretty sure, was, like... like if you just I'm need, pretty like, sure he's saw, supposed to be I dead. I think his arm just, like, turns into something. Oh, no, I need to watch it now, because like, like, these guys did amazing, and I feel like... I feel like that movie, and to be fair, I haven't seen it, mm-hmm. but, like, it, like, I remember that trailer. I feel like that movie and this movie just fall very much in line with like you go into it expecting something and you come out not understanding anything of what you watched. And again, I could be wrong cause I haven't seen that movie, but right. Watching that trailer. I mm-hmm. feel the same. I think, I think the thing that, you know, that got this project greenlit, um, was they did another project, uh, called, uh, Possibilia. Have you heard about this? I have not. No. So it is a short film and it's, it's a super, I have no idea how Houseman could come up with this idea, but it's a breakup. Okay. Um, but you're watching it through the perspective of the multiverse. So when you first start it, you hit play, and um, and you know there's this couple they're sitting at a table and they're talking, and then the girl says, "I need to go," and then at the bottom of the screen, it splits off into two, and it says either you can click the box or the arrow to switch perspectives. And so in one perspective, she's walking out the door, and the other she doesn't walk out the door and then as it goes through it just continues developing new perspectives that you can watch so it's like a choose your own adventure and then like when you get to the end that's it, dope. it like it's kind of like a tiktok loop where like it naturally like loops back to them sitting at the table and having a discussion so then you can start all over again and like play it from different perspectives and like as i was watching it the second time like i, I there were so many moments where like conversations the way they shot it was very very similar um, you couldn't choose your own adventure, but like, right. And like the way the script was written was like, you would hit the, uh, go to like select a new perspective and it, you would see like a loading bar. So it would only switch at certain points mm-hmm. and the com- that the words they were using were carrying on. So they would say like, I'm going to like, I know, you know why I can't leave. And then you switch perspectives and it'd say, I can't leave because X, Y, Z, or like every time you switch perspectives, like it was still a coherent story. Shoot. And like as you were watching it, you could see the other perspectives in the background. Mm-hmm. So like it was that sounds so true. It was mind blowing. But like they took that and then they made they made this. Man. Uh I think from a technical aspect, I mean I'm sure I've said this before and I'll say it a million more times, but like I feel like you need to define like how how you define like what makes a good movie. Some mm-hmm. people just think, you know, if it makes me laugh, it's good or whatever. Right. But for me, I define a good movie as something that uses all the aspects of filmmaking to tell the story the best way they possibly can. Right. So acting, directing, writing, editing, score, and like all of it, using all those aspects to tell the story. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think this is one of the greatest movies of all time right. because all those aspects are exhibited just beautifully. Like we've talked about the directing, the the script was amazing, the cinematography, like Dude. just the opening shot where it's just zooming in on a mirror and then it, Man. in one in one multiverse, everyone's happy. Right. And then it's it's a snap and like it switches and even that whole front like first scene, like you're seeing different people through this one mirror right. as they're talking. It was just beautifully shot and framed and the editing was Phenomenal. incredible. Oh like the gosh. way they were switching the aspect ratio changes when they would yeah. go to different universes, uh, this back to cinematography, like some of the shots, but you have to think like, when you're making a movie or TV show or whatever, like the very first thing that the DOP is looking at is what is the look of the movie? Like, what is right. it, what is this going to look like? What colors are we going to use? But for every single multiverse, it had a completely different look and a completely different like feel. feel to it. Right. Like I cannot imagine the notes that, that these guys like had, like trying to figure is out like books is book books worth. But yes. Like how do you, how do you keep track of all of this? Like it was, mind-blowing and the score was incredible like musically it would switch every yeah. time and like it did a really good job at like making me feel eerie and i was just about yeah 
That's what I was going to say. Is it, it's just like in like scenes that wouldn't even like need it. Just had uh-huh. it. But it worked well because it made sense later. And like. Right. Or also the use of not using the music too. Right. was like just like whenever uh, Evelyn and uh, Joy, like Evelyn first mm-hmm. realizes that Joy is uh, Topu Topaki. Yeah. I, Something like that. I, I may have sure. said it wrong. I'm like Evelyn. I say I it, say, say yeah, it a million say different it. ways. But like. Um, like when he first realizes that and she's like, wait, are you like the joy that's gay? And like the music stops and she's like, yeah. seriously, you're still hung up on that. Still, like, still, yeah, <laughs> like just, it was so, I feel like the, when people have asked me, like, I tell people, I see this, like, oh, like, what is like, what is that? What is it about? Mm-hmm. I haven't heard about it. Like the best way I've been able to explain it is it's like the matrix. If instead of computers, it was about the multiverse and it was a self-aware action comedy drama sci-fi fantasy adventure or thriller every every genre <laughs> every genre <laughs> b- about like family and like depression like dude yeah i mean that that this movie that was one thing it hit so deep and hard mm-hmm. on so many levels that are just like not, not not like not even related and it just like threw that in there and i was like and i mean yeah that, i think that's one of the brilliant things sense. about the script was like the whole first half is just it's this action comedy thing. And like, yeah. it's there's, it's nonstop. Like the very first couple scenes, like before, like she, they go to the IRS, like right. showing her life. Like the first time I saw this movie, like I, like my heart was racing. Like I was anxious, like <laughs> just seeing like, Oh my gosh, attack, everything in the like, like laundromat too and stuff. At uh-huh. the beginning, I was so stressed. I was in yes. there. I was like, I really hope this isn't the whole movie. <laughs> like how it is. Right, I was like, like, dude, it was ridiculous. The fact that like, Again, through all these aspects of filmmaking, they were able to make me feel exactly the way Evelyn was feeling in that moment. Like that—that so should good. be the goal of every movie. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember what I was talking about. There's just so much that I can't like. I can't keep my mind straight. Yeah. Um, this is exactly <laughs> like how that movie felt, dude. If you get up and go to the bathroom during this movie, it's gone. You're screwed. You're one. You're, you're coming back to a totally different movie, and two, you're gonna feel like you wasted your money because you're not gonna understand anything that happened. Like I was scared to leave. I didn't leave. I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine leaving. Like, you're not going to come back to the same movie you were watching. Even if it was, like, 30 seconds that you missed, no. Yeah, okay. Thank you for saying that, because now I remember what I was what I was going to, what I was talking about. There you about. go, dude. We, we, we got this. We're, we're on a roll here. <laughs> but, like, so the thing that was brilliant about the script is, like, you have this crazy, nonstop, mm-hmm. just stuff happening. And then, right as that hits its climax, like, it, it even says, like, at the end. And I remember you looked at me like, oh my wait, gosh, is this yeah. actually the end? And, like, there are people, like, around who are, like, looking around, like, wait, is that actually how it ends? Yeah. And then it's a total tone shift. Completely and it becomes, different. I mean, it's still, like, super fast, but it's just, everything comes to a complete stop. Which, and, and they did really good, too, because, like, during that, like, the way they split this off, the movie is kind of split into three parts because mm-hmm. like at the it's like that everything kind of it it, i mean yeah it's like everything and then everywhere and then all at once and it does really good because yeah at the very beginning you're stressed out you're running it's nonstop. you're dealing with everything and then yeah when it hits part two like when it's like the end but like i thought i thought the movie was over i know it takes a completely different shift mm-hmm. part two comes around now you're dealing with everything or everywhere mm-hmm. and dude it was just i mean it was yeah um oh and goodness. so i mean it's it's the term that is used for like comedy stuff, it's mm-hmm. called disarming the audience where, you know, it's where you're, you're setting them up and you're making them expect something else. Like, you know, when movies like the way it works a lot is like you, you make them laugh or, and right. stuff like that, because then they just, the way your brain works is you become more open and you're not, you're not thinking about what's coming next. And then it hits you like with all their, these dark themes about, what is like, what is the meaning of life? Like, what is my role in this never ending universe? Like I'm a, I'm a speck. Like it hits you like a very large bag of bricks and like, it just, or fanny pack of rocks or fanny pack of rocks. Yeah. (laughs) But like, it, it just, it goes from this exciting action film to this super deep and like philosophical, commentary on like the human experience yeah which is like how how it's nothing i ever would have thought i needed (laughs) but honestly glad i experienced yeah like so many like reviews that i've seen for this movie have been something along the lines of like anytime you walk like you can walk you walk in the theater one way and when you leave you are a different person because just like it's so relatable and 
the way they pull this off was brilliant. And like, in the reviews are incredible. Rotten Tomatoes critics scores at ninety seven percent. Audience score of ninety two. IMDb gave it an eight point nine. Metacritic gave it an eighty two. It's got incredible Good. reviews. Yeah. Um, but despite that, I feel like this is a movie that not a lot of people are going to see. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, I think that's kind of by I don't want to say it's by design, but I think that's just how the cards are being dealt. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, given a budget of $25 million. Uh, so far it's made about 20 million. Um, it's not bad. It's only been what a month, not even a month. Uh, yeah. When, well, and the other thing is like it had a festival circuit run. So right. the, the way that this has been releasing is really strange. Um, it did a festival circuit did well and they did a limited release in a few cities mm-hmm. and then they did a wider release. And then the next week they did a wider release. Like, it just came out in small waves. And so like it's box office score is kind of messed up. And I think that it's the way that they've done the release strategy is helping it because it's getting incredible reviews and people are seeing that. Right. When I first saw the trailer for this, I was intrigued, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. A 24 movies can be pretty hit or miss. Um, for sure. Just it's independent. And even some of the trailers beforehand um, were, a24 films and they just like looked yeah met and weird uh speaking of which i think we need to uh take a take a segue oh my and gosh dude into a segment that i think we need i think it's something that i think we need to turn into a a regular segment because this is the third time uh that this has happened uh it's time for uh alex's snobby uh, movie theater reviews uh we need to come up with a theme song for it yeah uh so we saw this this was a theater i've never been to before Um, and I, let me tell you, look, I understand that this theater chain struggled a lot during the pandemic. Very much. I, I don't know. I don't want to call them out in case people do like them, but like it, first of all, the theater was like disgusting. Like we were walking like, bro, my shoes could, I could have slipped out of my shoes easily. I, I, I like, I need to like be moving. It's like, I like tap my, my foot a lot. And I, I could not do that because my shoe was sticking to the floor. And the seats, like I'm a small person, I I felt like I was like crammed in the seat. Like, bro, it was tight. It was so tight. Was the heat was on, and it's like it was like 90 degrees today. Yeah, it was so hot in that building. I brought a hoodie, and I was like, oh, I'll use this, dude. No, no, oh, I I wanted gosh. to take clothes off because I was like, I was sweating was that good? so bad. <laughs> that sounded so wrong. I should not have said that. <laughs> <laughs> but like. And then we sit there. Tickets are a little more expensive than I'm used to, but whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the movie started at 7.10. And so we got there a little early. And I was wondering why a lot of people were showing up late. And I guess it's because they go to the theater often. But must there been. were 20 minutes of pre-roll ads it and trailers. It was longer. It was, I mean, it was, it was horrible. It was so freaking long. Like, I, I get that you need to make some money back, but, like, dude, it's... Yeah. And like every trailer too was like, that's it for now. Enjoy the movie. Go get your popcorn. Psych. Go get your drinks. Time for another trailer. Four more trailers. Enjoy your movie. I'm like, dude, like, in, can we? Are we going <laughs> I to? I would love to watch this movie that Man. I paid a bunch of money for. It was, I mean, it was worth it in the end. Um, oh, for sure. But like, like, if I had to go sit through that experience again to see this, I would uh-huh. easily. I probably will, but. Dude, I've never experienced that. Like yeah, it was theater. it was not a very fun movie theater experience. No. But speaking of the movie theater experience, uh, there were some other. There's another interesting thing that happened in our theater. Uh, there was a moment in in the movie where uh, the part of the the idea was to to access to access <laughs> the abil- memories and abilities of the other universes. You have to do something uh, that's, Out of the is, that is statistically impossible you just, you just wouldn't do on the normal right and so one of one of the gags was that these irs like employee of the month trophies look like butt plugs and so one of the things that these people had to do was they had to shove it up their butt to access their kung fu abilities that was the weird because tick because that was yeah that was the statistically <sighs> impossible thing they had to do and there were and, and it's full on just like they they held nothing back when it came to like the ridiculousness and like just like honoring like what these, you know, like yeah. the, these Asian like Kung Fu movies are. And so it was just, it was 
way out there and yeah. just fun and ridiculous. Uh, but this was not a movie for everybody. No. And there were uh, a group of maybe like four or five like like older <laughs> people um, that that got up in the middle of this movie and walked out, and they did not come back. Um, that's what I'm saying. It's not. It's not going to be a movie for. It everyone. is not for everybody. There are certain things unfortunately and so i think that's something i want to talk about is like the point of this movie is extremely relatable it's i think it's really important like you know dealing with the directors uh were saying that like you know when they were trying to come up with this movie they thought like we need a bad guy and they're, or they were like we need like who's the hero of this story gonna be and they said well if it's our parents and like yeah. the bad guy is like us like this is a very relatable like family film and you know just dealing with who you are and like there are people who aren't going life. to see it yeah. just because it's out there. And I'm not going to say, I, I mean, I get it. Like n- not everything needs to be for everybody. Right. Like I don't go watch rom-coms. That's not my thing. I don't care. for That's it. all I go see. No, I'm just kidding. You're kicked off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, or like country music. I don't like, I, I can't yeah. stand country music, but a lot of people don't like my, my, my music and that's fine. But I think part of the issue, like, I think one of the reasons why it's not going to be seen by a lot of people is because it's not this factory-made movie. Like, this is not, like, the only thing I I can think to express what I'm trying to say is, like, it's not a very accessible film, Mm -hmm. both physically with the fact that, I mean... It's had a very slow release, and even then, it's not even like we had to drive thirty minutes to go see this right. movie. It's not um, even local, like to, too local, right? Right, like we we had we get a lot of good movies, but like I th- this week I saw uh, our theater was releasing three new movies. Um, it's not very accessible physically, but also like just the idea, like the fact that this is so out there mm-hmm. is a major turnoff to a lot of people. Right. It's not, it's not a Marvel movie. No. Um, and people, some, I feel like a lot of people need that, like not validation necessarily, but they, they see it's, Oh, it's a Marvel film. Okay, good, good. Like they see, like you just have a, a name behind it, a well-known name like that just helps it yeah. do better. Like every single rock movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If Dwayne Johnson's in it, I immediately know this is going to be bad, but I guess oh, I like wait. Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. What, what is there? Is there a Dwayne Johnson movie that you like? No, I've never seen the Fast and Furious. In that, right? Fast, I think I've, in I've actually never seen the Fast and Furious. Never movies. seen those. That's on my my list of things I need to watch. But also yeah. at this point, it's one of those things where I'm kind of like, I don't know, is it trendy to not like it? Like, am I've, I cool because I I've yeah. never seen that before? Well, see, part of me I was always I always see the Rock movies, and this is like definitely on top off topic for a second. But like recently, like, I saw like what was he he was in Jumanji. Mm-hmm. I saw that one, like the newer Jumanji ones. was good. I see those two, and um, what was he in? Uh, the Netflix one, Red Notice, mm. and I saw see, that. That's from those where I saw that he Ryan Reynolds and Diago Doran, and I said, "Yep, that is not going to be a movie that." I, I like I kind of like that movie a little I've actually bit. heard positive things about Red Notice but but like his acting and the way it was like I just see it and I watch these movies and I'm like okay he's on his decline of acting he's gonna probably go start doing other things which he has like he does his I mean he's jacked he used to do wrestling he's, like acting he is can not do literally anything number. exactly so that's kind of how I feel but then I'm also like well he's been doing this for a while like he probably should be getting better over time I've again never seen any <laughs> old stuff so like I don't know mm-hmm. yeah I mean I don't if I see him in a movie I'm like yeah that's I mean they, they got the rock but also a part of me is like Got the rock. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. It's it's it's. But anything with Ryan Reynolds in it, it's my boy. <laughs> Just the plot in general is not. Even though it is about the multiverse, which pop culture seems to be obsessed with right now. I wonder why. Uh, <laughs> I think Marvel has a bit to do with it. Although I think even like Marvel was kind of. I think I think one of the things that's brilliant about Marvel is that they they're kind of like they are very early adopters. Like they. Feige and the, and the people involved that like they're really good at like figuring out like where things are going to go and yeah. I think they really help push things in that direction um, but even they I think have been I think the multiverse trend was kind of starting a little bit before that um, oh yeah but like so and just in terms of like you know it's about the multiverse that's very popular right now and like it's still a turn off I mean when you look at the actors, uh, Michelle Yeoh was a massive actor in like the two thousands. And then like Hollywood just kind of forgot about her mm-hmm. until recently. And now, I mean, I, she did fantastic in this movie. Like, yeah. uh, just being completely and utterly confused and like 
she felt so believable. One of the things that I thought was super interesting, there's a, a scene in the movie where uh, they are, uh, it's like towards the beginning when she's like first figuring out like the whole verse jumping thing. And uh, she, like she hops into, uh, she accidentally jumps back to the universe she's from where like right. she's talking about the divorce mm-hmm. and she's confused for a minute. Like, whoa, like where am I? What happened? Right. I didn't realize this, but uh, the movie COVID shut them down with one day left of shooting. So they had to shut down production. That was the one scene they had left to shoot. And so they were able to get a key on set, like in a camp in like a van and they shot that. And then Michelle was like in another country uh, and just on a green screen, they got, they just hired some freelancers that came in. Like she shot her stuff with independently just by herself. And then there's a scene, there's a moment where like, uh, where Jimmy Lee Curtis's character Deidre like grabs a door and it cuts, it transitions mm-hmm. into the next scene. That was actually one of the directors because Jamie Lee Curtis wasn't there. Like he just had to like look in the monitor and like try to like imagine. To, like, he had to try to imagine that Michelle Yeoh was sitting in the passenger seat and like, okay, how what, like how where do I need to put my hand so I can like grab her shoulder? And oh. Yeah, it was crazy. Which I thought that transition was actually done earlier. There, there were so many of those where they it's were like beautiful being transitions. pulled back from one reality to the next, or mm-hmm. not reality, but uh, universe or multiverse or um, like whatever they jump and stuff. Like mm-hmm. it was done. The transitions were so good. Yeah, like it's crazy. And even dealing with that, like going through that and mm-hmm. still coming out with something that was like I would have never guessed. Yeah, at all. Yeah, it was brilliant. And like yeah, I don't know, like she she did a fantastic job. Uh, Stephanie Sue, uh, I mean. I feel like it's a joy. Yes. Cool. I feel like this is, I don't want to still call it a breakout role, but in terms of movies, like she hasn't, I think she's more known for her TV roles. Like I, I know her from Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Um, Dude. Yep. Yes. Whoa. Uh, like she's That's crazy. She's in a lot of like these, these smaller TV type roles and she knocked it out of the park in this movie. Oh like, my gosh. She was, awesome. Oh my gosh. She like was dope. she was incredible. And like, the juxtaposition of like, in like the, let's call it like the main universe that we start in. Right. Like how she is just lost and depressed. And then how, when we're seeing Topu Tupaki, the Topu Tupaki version of her and is, can't be any more confident. Jobu Tupaki. Jopu Tupaki. Jobu. Jobu. Yeah. That's what I said the first time. Right. I think you said Tobu. No. Tobu Tupaki. I'm, I don't know. Whatever. It's, it's, it's it's a weird name, which I that's the one one, one gripe I have. This movie is I wish they explained where the hell that name came from. <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't have like any like. There's no like overall. Some dude was just like that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just like, been like yo, Joy went off the deep end, but they're like, nah, she turned it into like maybe it's like a, a, like a like a Mandarin word or something that I don't, that's I was thinking like some like know. old like myth like some character some like demon yeah style. I don't know. Like, maybe it's something that I just I'm I'm an American. I don't I'm ignorant to other cultures um <laughs> but like she like just the way she was completely crazy in this movie yeah. and like but was also able to, to switch it and be like personal and emotional mm-hmm. and like i i felt bad like i i related to the way she was feeling like yeah is she knocked out of the park i really hope that like hollywood sees this and puts her in a little more cast her more same thing for michelle yo uh, Jamie Lee Curtis with Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, I mean, th- enough said. Awesome. Like she gave everything to this role. Uh, she did like a lot of her own. Any every stunt that she could do, like she did. Um, and like I think the thing that thrown was, around, man. <laughs> yeah, like I think everything. I mean, the interesting thing about her character in this movie was they used her to kind of help to subtly explain like what this universe was about. Like whatever mm-hmm. De- Deirdre's like character was doing. Like, that's what that was about, whether it be where she's the cranky IRS lady or the beefed up sumo fighter or the hot dog finger love interest. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they they used her character so brilliantly and, like, Jamie Lee Curtis was able to, like, to play, like, she arguably plays one of the most important roles just in helping very quickly to establish what this universe is about. Yeah. Um. And I think that's one of the reasons why this is it's so seamless. Like there's no confusion was because they did things like that. Like mm-hmm. they left, they left enough continuity in between each of these universes to where we could grab onto that and f- 
quickly figure out here's a difference with this one character. Right. That's what this universe is about. And I thought that was a brilliant way of maintaining continuity in a movie that had just by its nature can't have any continuity. Right. Um, which I was brilliant. But I stand out for me was uh Key Wei Kwan. Uh it's been thirty years since he's acted. Like Which is nuts. Yes. Um I, I saw something with him and they were saying that, you know, he, he's a perfectionist and he wanted to do the best, the best he possibly could. And so he hired an acting coach, a dialogue coach and a, uh, like a body, uh, what am I thinking of? Like body stunt double, body double. No, no. Like a body language, a body language coach. Oh, dope. I didn't and know those like, all three of them would like be on set with him all the time. Like he was like, he prepared harder than anyone for this role. And to be honest, I think he has the hardest role in this movie. Like, yeah, a, like the flick of a switch. He has to switch from being this badass alpha Waymond to this bumbling idiot who doesn't know what's going on. Tiny little shrill, shrill of a man. Yeah. And so, uh, his body language coach, I guess like, you know, he was like, was reading the script and said, okay, here's what we're going to do. So like, there are three different versions of Waymond mm-hmm. in this movie. There's, Alpha Waymond, um, and he's like, like he, think of him like an eagle. Yeah. He's like this big, grand, like he's he knows what he's doing. He's confident. And then you have like like normal Waymond, and he he's like a squirrel. He's always like, you know, he looks around every, like he's jumpy and like doesn't know what's going on. Right. And then you have like the businessman Waymond from the universe where he was like super successful. Oh, yeah. That that one's like a fox. And so what, what his coach would tell him to do was, whether he was on set or whether he's at home, like, he had to act like one of those animals with everything that he did. So like if they were getting ready to shoot a scene with like the squirrel Waymond, he would walk around like a squirrel and he would like have his hands up and he would like, he'd go eat food and like he'd eat food like a squirrel. And like, I don't want to say it was method acting, but like he, he like, he took the extra step to like make sure that, right. that this would work. He was able to, yeah. And I mean, I was he did great. sold like, and you could even tell too, like when it switched, like he he was up straight, he was shoulder like shoulders back. It was back. very was, very clear. Yeah, yeah. And then it switches back, and he's just like, oh shoot, what? Where mm. am I? Like, yeah. And, and like, and they try to give a little help with like the glasses, but like, <laughs> yeah, like some Clark can't. Like he's just like, yeah, he's like, like just takes them off, put them in pocket. Yeah, like totally are, different. Are, I'm like what <laughs> are the glasses like fake? Are they just like a fashion statement? <laughs> like what? Saying, like why does his eyesight automatically like especially change? Especially <laughs> when he would like switch to, and like normal Wayman would come out, and he'd be like. You like put it back on. I literally have a pocket here. I'm looking at this. It's fine. <laughs> but you like put it back on, and they like go about its life. And I was like, "What? It, so you need them, but you don't, like what? I guess it's different universes. Not, yeah, I, I mean, and, and I mean that's the thing is you just have to acknowledge. Like this is a very self aware movie. It's one of those things yeah. that you just have to acknowledge the fact that like they're just trying to distinguish and make an obvious distinction right. between the two. But I think even without them, mm-hmm. I think I think he did fantastic on his own. For like, sure, he was he, great. Yeah, he was a standout. Um, and his story is kind of sad because, you know, people obviously ask him, like, I mean, you did Temple of Doom, you did Goonies. The Goonies is, like, one of the most iconic films of all time. Never seen it. Um, I feel sorry for you. But, like, like how do you, when you're a young actor like that, how do you just quit? And he was like, I didn't, he's like, I didn't want to quit. He's like, I've always wanted to act. I still, obviously, still want to act. Yeah. He's like, but there just aren't opportunities for Asian actors yeah. other than playing, like, I don't know, member of like the mafia or like they're always like awful, like stereotypes. Like there aren't right. opportunities for him. So not he, like a main leader. So he, he took behind the camera roles, like producing and stuff like that, which is terrible. And then he saw crazy rich agents and was like, was he in that? No, no. Okay. Um, he, I think he said he saw it like five or six times, like one in theaters. One and was, was it Michelle? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Michelle yeah. Yeah was in crazy, crazy rich agents. Yeah. And he was like, man, like, I want to be a part of that. And then yeah. he saw the script and ha- I mean, he had to jump on it. And definitely, I think this is another reason why, un- unfortunately, this is a, another reason why I think this is inaccessible is like, it's, it's a very, it's an Asian led cast. It's an, if everything about it is extremely mm-hmm. Asian with, you know, the Kung Fu and martial arts. And there yeah. were lots of uh, like Asian calligraphy. And yeah, unfortunately, like that's a turnoff for some people. Uh, which is, you know, whatever. Um, like, I, like, I know, like, like, like we said, like, like Joe Butapaki could be a reference that we don't get right. because we're ignorant Americans. Like right. it's that in itself is like, I mean, that shouldn't be a reason why people 
aren't seeing this movie or why people are immediately pushing mm-hmm. it up. And I think in general, I think Hollywood is doing a better job of like, of pushing us towards like more diverse movies with like in the Heights and Encanto and, mm-hmm. you know, things like that where like we crazy rich Asians, we are getting more of these like cultural films Definitely. that are about other perspectives. Um, but I, you know, I think we need to see it more. And especially Definitely. the thing with like in the Heights and Encanto is like, those are very crazy rich Asians, especially like those are movies that are, it's not very subtle. Like the whole theme is like of those movies, maybe not in Kanto, but the whole themes of like a lot of those movies are, we want to be included. And like, this is mm-hmm. our story. Whereas this could, this could have been played by an all white cast and it would have been the oh, exact sure. same movie. Like, and I mean, not exact. it would have been a very similar movie. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't need to be Asian, but like the fact that it was, and they're able to take, more Asian inspirations and like still have to be relatable really turn into what is like, yeah, this is like what we need more of is we need more of just, I don't need it to, we don't need an all Asian cast to tell a story about like being crazy rich Asians. Like, right. I, I mean, that's an amazing movie and I appreciate everything it's done. And I'm not like, I'm not harping on it. I think it's an incredible movie. Uh, but I don't think that we need to make a million of those just to have an all Asian cast. Right. Is what I'm trying to say, and I think this is a really good, a really good step in like the right direction towards. Mm-hmm. Why can't we just have a story about an Asian family and it not just be, right? Them being Asian doesn't necessarily matter, right? In the grand scheme of things, if that makes any sense. No, that makes sense. Okay, that makes sense. So, um, and yeah, so I think that's you know one of the things that is a bit of a turnoff. Did Parasite have any issues with that? Because that was also one of those movies that was a little mm-hmm. hard to... Act. It wasn't as accessible as in, like, every theater. I mean, I, I, I think that's another great example. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I think Parasite had a lot more success because it won Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And that's kind of why it was put into more, more theaters yeah. uh, and stuff. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. And that was, what, 2019? So I don't know, like... Yeah. yeah. I don't... I, I can't speak very confidently on everything. But, yeah, I would assume it was a very similar thing to where... Some people saw it, especially, especially with Parasite, because it's a Korean film and it's all in Korean. Like, I, said, I had no English in it. That was all yeah, like, I know a lot of people who I would say, Parasite is incredible. You need to watch this movie. They'd say, oh, but it's it's all subtitles. I don't want to sit there and read. And it's like, that I seriously? Care. Like, like I can't sit down and read a book to save my life. If you ask me to, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I can't. I just don't do that. But yeah, yeah you can put me in a movie. I'll, I'll read a whole movie. I, I mean, yeah, I use subtitles for everything yeah. just because there's some stuff in there that like you don't, you just don't notice. Like, right. No, I was even telling you before, like, I feel like if I didn't watch this movies with subtitles the first time, I would have thought that his name was Raymond and, but and it's, it's Wayman. Accent, but it's literally Wayman. It's got yes. W. Yeah. And, well, like it got confusing. They would say like Waymond and like Rakakuni, like, but they couldn't say the R very like like very yeah. like straight. Also, can we talk about just how brilliant that reference was? <laughs> a Pixar reference was the last thing I was expecting. Someone would have had to gone home one night. Their kid was watching Ratatouille and they were like, okay, but sure. also that is like, the perfect analogy for what this movie is. Oh my God. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, like, like someone her, her family's a just like, wait, like there's a raccoon yeah. wait, right? Wayman. And she's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like, <laughs> like that was, so and like those movies, those movies are these movies are totally different. Like there's yeah. nothing in comparison. And then like, you know, another just another way that they just leaned into everything, and they just made it like a joke throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Like where there's a universe where yeah, there is a a raccoonie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they really yeah they didn't hesitate with anything. Mm-hmm. They really someone had an idea, and I feel like it was one of those things where it was just like people like wrote down like anonymous ideas, put it in a jar, and they pulled it out. Okay, yep, that's our next scene. Put that down. Write it out. What's the next one? Yep, makes sense. It doesn't make sense. Like maybe to a point, but like this movie is so crazy and so out there that like it's very clear to me that this had the fact that it it, it makes sense and that it's good tells me that this there's so like, much work. In this was a very it. yeah. This was yeah. a very clear creative vision in mind from Daniels and they managed to pull it off. Mm-hmm. Like, which that to me blows my mind. Cause that mm-hmm. just like, there's someone out here. There's someone out there. Just, just think it, thinking like yeah, this 24 seven guys, guys thought about this. Yeah. How? Yeah. 
I watched it. I can't think. They ruined my <laughs> brain. Like I'm like, that's how I understand. Like, how could you live with that running through your mind 24-7 for easily a few years, mm-hmm. filming, editing, going through all this, writing that out, planning each and every little thing and little mm-hmm. subtle reference. I mean, dude, I... Yeah. I mean, this movie is crazy, and, yeah. uh, you know, I think a lot of investors... Uh, I, I don't know. I really want to dive into this more and like figure out, you know, what like the just the, from the behind the scenes, like getting this movie made. Like, I really want to like figure out like what was going on because I have a feeling that they had a lot of trouble like financing this film um, and just like getting support for it. a again, you know, again for all the reasons I said before. Like, it's just it's not a very accessible film. It's it has a very right. confused the the logline for this. I, I can't even come up with it. Like, it's just, it's a very confusing premise that mm-hmm. I think they made very clear, very right. like simple, but it's a hard pitch. Definitely. It, they don't have any major actors. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel Mich- like Jamie Lee Curtis is going to be your biggest known. I mean, Michelle Yeoh is also pretty big, but like she kind of right. disappeared for a little bit. Like they have right. big names, but like, it's not, again, it's not, it's not the rock. It's not Robert Downey Jr. It's not, you know, yeah, whoever, like, if these aren't these aren't your typical like actors top tier studios Hollywood yeah. actors uh because they're Asian um unfortunately but yeah. like this is a really hard sell and one of the reasons I think that they struggled was because uh two of the producers were Mark and Anthony Russo uh yeah. independently so they they both as individuals decided to invest and produce this movie and the thing that's interesting about that is they have their own production company that invests and produces movies right so but that company did not invest or produce in this movie yeah agbo did not produce this movie so i don't know it's very possible that they started doing this before agbo was a thing uh so they just kept their names on it and not yeah because i'm because i mean agbo is relatively new it's only been around for a couple of years yeah um so i mean that's very it's possible that was you know the reason behind it um but part of me does wonder, like, this is such a hard sell. Like, were, were investors and producers concerned with how well this was going to do in the box office? Because, again, like, they were shooting pre, pre-pandemic. pre So, like, when they're investing, right. like, this wasn't with pandemic thought process right. in mind. So, I, don't, I, I feel like even when you have in a lot of – what I'm assuming were a lot of investors that don't believe in the film, like – everything about this was destined to fail. Mm-hmm. And it kind of reminds me of like Denny Villeneuve and Dune, like that, that movie should have failed. Like investors thought it would fail. Like they didn't, they didn't right. have faith in a two part movie. Um, and I think this kind of just, you know, this is a bit, bit off topic, but like, I think it kind of proves my point that like, we need more movies like this. We need more, more cre- more creators given the freedom to do whatever the hell they want Mm -hmm. because they can create some incredible things when you just let them live out their vision. Like Dune is getting three movies now and a spinoff TV show. Yeah. They were given the budget for one movie and Daniel new said, okay, fine. I'm going to make this the best movie I've ever made. So you have to give me a second part. Like he could have given that an ending, but no, he ended the movie halfway through the story without a a, a very, there it isn't an ending. It's, it's the beginning of, of, two other parts you know? right yeah. like it's the beginning of the second act yeah. like it's just crazy like if you give people the freedom to do what they want like we get incredible get pieces of right. art it's it like like this like i was saying earlier like this is a very important has a lot of very important themes in it that i think people need to see sure and also which is it's a great time right <laughs> like i this was the second time i saw it and i was laughing I was laughing so hard. I was crying that like (laughs) it was so funny. And like the action was just so the choreography was just gripping. And I think this look, we're both major MCU nerds for sure. But this is one of those times where I, I think I'm going to have to like harp on, on Marvel because at the end of the day, every Marvel movie is the exact same. They have slight variations on the theme. They've got the same formula when they... Right. It is the exact same formula. Like, I, I, I remember, I remember talking... 
I remember. So I mean, it works. I mean, yeah. yeah if it if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But like, <laughs> I remember talking to my dad about No Way Home because I saw it before him, and I was like, uh, and I was like, the third act fight scene was just incredible. And my mom's like, whoa, like spoiler, like now it's a third act fight scene. She meant it jokingly, but me and my dad were both like, <laughs> that's in every movie. <laughs> yeah, like my mom didn't watch Marvel movies, and like we were both like, no, like that's that's just how these movies work. Every yeah. Marvel movie has some sort of vehicle like chasing right. typically it's cars sometimes it's a helicopter or whatever right. like there's always captain america he has to lose his shield because it's boring if he ha- if he has a shield every time right. iron man suit has to break down like every marvel movie is the exact same and they follow a formula and like you, you know we're still in the process of seeing moon knight and moon knight is a very different marvel movie or marvel show but Definitely. like if you look at all the marvel shows like and wandavision is my number one example that show fell apart because they weren't given the freedom to do right. what they wanted to do. And I think we've even talked about this on the podcast before, like, mm-hmm. because I'm super passionate about this. Like I, I want to love WandaVision, but I can't because the ending was just so terrible. Like yeah. it should have just been what, what it was pitched to be. And like what the first several episodes were, where it's just, it's Wanda living this fever dream by using like, reference by making like old like decade era style sitcoms right. like episodes like that was brilliant and i loved i loved every second of it like it was silly and it was goofy and it was like a celebration of television and at the end yeah. they're like but wait we this is a marvel show and there we aren't any action sequences right. or like oh we need to introduce monica rambeau let's have her jump through this thing where she can go in and she does literally nothing there's a whole like subplot about how she's right. like getting into the force field and then she just stands around and she goes and she saves these two kids who did not need saving. Like no. they had magic and speed powers. Like literally can do. Uh, she didn't. She didn't do anything. Like she did not need to be in that show. But oh wait, it's a Marvel show. We have to introduce her somehow. Like right. if we just let people do what but the, the original plan or their, what they want to do. If we just let them yeah. live out their creative visions, they can make some really cool stuff for sure. And I'm worried that like you know as a society like. Marvel can make literally anything like, yeah. And I will go watch it. Yeah. Like I have zero interest in some stuff and I will watch it regardless. That's fair. Like just, just because it's a Marvel movie or a Marvel show. Right. And I think a lot of, I mean, a lot of people are like that. Like some of my close friends, like they aren't big movie people, but like they go to Marvel premieres just because they enjoy Marvel movies. And this is not, this is not one of those movies. Like, I, I can go around and tell every every person this is the best movie I've ever seen. They're not going to go see it. They aren't going to care. Right. And I think that's super unfortunate. It really is. Um, I I think this is one of those movies. and It's uh, kind of like what we mentioned on the last podcast with kind of like streaming theater released. Mm-hmm. If this was one of those that had the potential to go not necessarily straight to streaming, but if it was on a streaming platform, like right now, I think this type of movie would do better. Do you not necessarily do better, but it would just help it get out a little more because I feel like people, people, even though in the end, whether you're paying for a subscription or you're paying for the premium access or whatever it is, like you're still going to pay the same amount as going to a theater. But I feel like a lot of people, a lot of people see it. They're like less at risk of like, wasting the time to go see a movie if they just watch it at home because they could just stop if it's bad. I mean, I, you get up and leave if it's I bad I agree too, to an extent. I think for some people, yes. I think mm-hmm. streaming is going to help this movie reach a wider audience. For sure. I think the problem with streaming, though, is a lot of people have the habit of turning something on and scrolling through Facebook or playing a game or doing their homework. And right. they it's, have just, it. it's just background noise. Yeah, it's and not. they think that they know what's going on, but like this, like you said at the beginning, this is something where you can't get up and go to the bathroom. That's true. Like you, that's true. Again, with it being inaccessible, like while Daniels did a brilliant job at, at making this simple, they made this very, very complex thing as simple as they possibly could. Right. Um, and it worked really well, but like you have, mm-hmm. you have to watch it and you have to experience it. Mm-hmm. Like this is an experience. Right. Like we were saying, like, I felt anxious when Evelyn <laughs> felt anxious. Like, this this is an experience. And I feel like, sure, maybe streaming will help it reach a wider audience. More people will see it. Right. But I don't know if they're going to experience it and be able to appreciate it the way that That's it's meant fair. to. That's fair. 
That's fair. There's there's one review on Letterboxd. It's one of the top ones I've seen where it was like, this is one of those movies where you need to see it now before Twitter says that like it's overrated. Oh my gosh, yeah. And I I was like, I totally like, understand that. Yes. Yeah. And I, I feel like that per, that's a very accurate prediction. I think that this is going to be one of those movies where six months from now, people are going to say, seriously, this isn't that good. Yeah. Or like people are going to say, it's literally just the Matrix. Because I mean, the first, the first, the first half kind of is, but yeah. like, they even had the slow mo bullet trail for they, a second too, yes. and I was like, oh. and, I mean, to be honest, like, I was okay with it though because this was very much like an homage, like to that, like the Matrix was like an homage to like for sure, like Kung Fu and like the like Jackie Chan like movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like this was also a, like an homage to like I those felt that. and also right. the Matrix. So I like I was okay with it. You yeah, know, being a often obvious like it needed to right, um, but yeah, I don't know. I I really hope that we we get more more stuff like this. Yeah, I'm really excited to see like what Daniels does next. Like, Definitely, if, this is one of those directors where I could see because I mean, like it kind of like alongside you see a Marvel movie, if it's got like the Russos, or it's got like a big name on it. Mm-hmm. You know their style. You know what you're excited to see what they've done next. Mm-hmm. This is one of those. If I see a movie that. Totally, totally a whole new original just like this. Like, this is not tied to anything. This is mm-hmm. just a movie, and it's great. There's no yeah. post-credit scene. Yeah, no, no post-credit scene. That, that's the first time I haven't sat through all those lines, waited for that, like, Georgia Peach to show up, and then we got our little credit scene, but... Yeah. Yeah. But no, it was... Yeah, first time I left the theater before people. That was weird. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I'm excited to see what Daniels do, what they do next, and... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so just to close out, do you have any, any other final thoughts? I don't, I mean, besides just kind of like, just shamelessly like, dude, like go see it. Like mm-hmm. if you get the chance, if you've got in a theater two hours in a theater, yes. With people down. preferably for like, sure. Maybe not like people with you, but like other people like in the audience. Cause yeah. like, if it's an empty theater, go ask for a refund and just go, <laughs> no, I'm just no, I'm just kidding. But like definitely try and yeah, yeah. Go see it before it's out of the theaters. The theater experience will make it so much better. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's a movie everyone should see if they can. If they get a chance to, for sure. No, yeah, I 100% agree. Uh, everyone should go see this movie. It's brilliant. It's got literally everything, everywhere, all at once. It's a, uh, it's it's a like I don't know. I want to say it was like a cheesy like <laughs> cheesy thing to say, but like it's dude, it's true to it, his name. <laughs> it is true. It's true. It's a name. perfect name. Uh, this has been the Popcorn Hangover. Uh, thank you for joining us. Make sure you follow us on all the things, uh, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. We've been on a lot of fun reels and clips, yeah. uh, even things that are getting cut out of the full episode. So make sure you're tuning in and check those out. And you can follow the both of us on Instagram and Twitter as well. Uh, until next time, uh, we'll see you then.